0: Before we start today's show, I want to give a quick shout-out, Joe Prano, to Dirtball at DirtyRandy95. You're looking at a brand new Chattanooga Lookouts hat on my head. The Cincinnati Reds AA affiliate. He sent me the hat this week. I've seen his hat a lot
1: because it's kind of unique. A classic hat. A classic minor league hat.
0: And I want to give him a shout-out. Thank you for sending me the hat.
1: I want to shout-out. Uh, All the Dirt Balls who made it out to uh, shows in Colorado. We had Dirt Balls show up in Aspen, in Boulder, in Denver, to both shows. Um, So shout out to all you guys. A little under the weather today, so remembering your names would make my head explode. explode, And I don't want to forget anybody. So shout out to everybody that came.
0: And also, if you want to see Joe live, go to JoePreno.com.
1: That's right. I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama in a couple weeks. Oh, uh, Birmingham, do you Alabama. You think comedy in Birmingham, Alabama, will be? I think you're gonna crush. You think so? I know so. I I have a feeling I'm not. The, I'm, I think I'm opening for like the Ragin' Cajun. You're gonna be, you're gonna be great. Well, if you're in Alabama or nearby, come through Birmingham.
0: That's right, guys. And once again, make sure to click those
1: notifications on YouTube. You told me something yesterday. It was unheard of. Eleven percent of our subscribers on YouTube. Have notifications turned on? Yeah, it really seems like that is dumb. Like, if you like the show, why wouldn't you want to know when we go live? You don't have to watch it, but you would you would be able to know all these people who are like, I didn't know you guys were doing boxing. I didn't know you guys were doing this. I didn't know you guys were doing that. It's not that hard. Turn notifications on. I have notifications on. I'm on the show. (laughs) I'm never gonna tune in.
0: (laughs) It's a good point. All right, guys, turn those notifications on. Let's get this thing started. Welcome to,
2: welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast I said welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast With Andy the angel Joe Prano Welcome
1: to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast
0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Nochilprano. Hello, Andrew. Joey, you're fighting through today.
1: I'm fighting through. I'm also just, I just want to shout out you guys, the whole team here, you, you Bilbo, Tug, the whole gang for putting on great shows while I was gone. I mean, the this, this the segments that you did in my in my absence, uh, I, I was a little bit offended. You're like, Joe's gone. Let's talk top ten comedy movies and and sluts from, uh, you know, Saved by the Bell. I'm like, these are two of my these are two of the things I've I studied my entire life. I,
0: I don't think we use the term sluts from Saved by the Bell. I know.
1: But- I, I mean, I couldn't believe you guys didn't go deep. Who was the Who was the original girl with the curly black hair that was in middle school i was like that's a oh yeah
0: the like, hispanic girl yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're going miss bliss days yeah
1: miss bliss days miss bliss days are for the pretenders right those teams in like four through eight yeah they added carmelo anthony they're the they're the brown haired girl <laughs> yeah
0: well it, it's crazy i love doing the nba say by the bell comparisons joe but we it didn't get traction on social media. Yeah. which kind of millennials. But I don't think it's that for once. No. Cuz in my opinion Twitter, I don't consider Twitter really millennials. I consider more Instagram. Yeah. So I was a little little heartbroken because because Nick put together a, a great segment.
1: You've got to like we've got to you got to go into the the now though. You need to you need clickbait titles. You need like NBA teams are the girls from the bachelor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, need to, you need to capitalize on shit that's happening right now. I couldn't do that though. I know you couldn't, but that's why. Uh, by the way, we talked about this last night when you picked me up from the airport. The new show we I Dirtballs we got to get Andy Ruther on Love Is Blind. It's the best thing I've ever fucking seen, dude. You in a pod, meeting girls without them seeing you or you seeing them. I think has Andy Ruther fame written all over it. Well, explain the show. They get put in like a house, like a real world style house, but there's two wings, guys and girls. And they meet in the middle in these pods where it's like confessional. Where they can't see each other, but they can hear each other. And they go on just talking dates. And then they can leave the house if they get engaged.
0: I don't know, man. You know I'd be scared to do that? Because too many times, I'll just be honest. I've set this expectation up before I meet somebody. Because I feel we get along so well on text or phone. And then I see them in person, and it's a
1: different ballgame. Well, that's the whole point of the show. I then know you see them. This one girl sees this guy who's like short, and she's like, "It's just a meltdown." She like doesn't. She hasn't said it outright, but the meltdown is basically that he's five six.
0: That that exactly. That's why I'm. It's not even just looks. Sometimes people are, they're funny or they're interesting via text, or even via the phone.
1: This is why you're perfect for the experiment, though. I need you in this. If they do a season two, I'm nominating you. What is it called? Love is Blind. It's on Netflix. The thing is, you know, my girlfriend always jokes that you'd be perfect for The Bachelor when in reality you're like 38 years old, so you're like 15 years too old for The Bachelor. (laughs) And I'm like, he's not going on The Bachelor. But this is perfect. And you said? Like one girl's 34, she's with a 24-year-old, and he's the one that's short. She came out. She's a disaster, by the way. She thinks she's like hot shit, came out, and he's like, he's short. It's like, dude, you're old.
0: And you said Nick Lachey. Oh, yeah, your boy. Cincinnati fame, Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees is the host. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like started I started watching
1: it yesterday, and it was like airplane download. How, ma-
0: how many episodes is the show? Ten.
1: Also, this is the kind of thing, you know, we should be doing live events for. like the, the wedding ceremony episode, we're watching it live. At this point, I've seen such good return from the live events that you guys have been doing that I'm like, we're doing everything live. Good we're doing the fucking impeachment live. We're doing you were doing selection Sunday live. We're doing the fucking you know, NFL PA uh, you know, press conference live. We're going live. You like it? Fuck it. Let's do it live. Love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we do get great returns. The last two live events we did NBA All Star Weekend and also the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight. And we're
1: and that was another great one. And we're gonna do it way more so. Turn your notifications on. Yeah. Because if I get inspired, I'm just going to be like, Bilbo, I'll be over there. Bachelor finale. Get this going live.
0: I can tell. Yeah. I can tell you're turned. I'm turnt. You're a little under the weather, though, today. You're fighting. You, this is your—I know I've said this before, but this seems like your legit Michael Jordan flu game. This is
1: my coronavirus game. I'm not saying I'm I'm tougher than Michael Jordan, but I do have a flu that's killing people. Um. Yeah, I think, you know— the trip to Colorado was awesome. If you live in Colorado, there's a couple of – I mean, basically every show I did is worth checking out. The Aspen Laugh Fest is dope. Um, it's a cool hat the, you have. Yeah, yeah. They hooked it up, like, and I was like, this is a way to my heart. Like, Giving me a hat that I'll actually wear and a hoodie that I'll actually wear – because a lot of times you do a festival, and it's trash. I it got everybody's yeah. fucking faces and names all over the fucking thing. This just got a little button. So check out Aspen Laugh Fest if you're there. The Boulder Comedy Show on Sundays is nuts. Bilbo's girlfriend came, and it was like sold out. And then Comedy Works, they have a reputation for being the best club in America, and it holds up. I mean, the crowds are nuts. So it was a lot of shows in a lot of days at elevation, basically everywhere. And uh, toward the end, I just I just hit a wall on on this knee and just like my general energy level. I just hit I hit a wall somewhere like after the show. Sunday night, push through on Monday and Tuesday, but struggle is real.
0: Do you watch any sports while you were in Colorado? A little,
1: just some stuff on in the background. You know, we had uh, we had stuff to do basically every day, but I did watch the LeBron uh, Zion fun game. game. Yeah, that was fun.
0: When are the Lakers? I keep saying it. I feel like I was a little ahead of the curve. I'll I'll pat my own back on that. When are they seriously going to just keep playing? Start playing Alex Caruso more. Yeah. I've been saying this for months.
1: You you know, I think we've all been critical of LeBron's, like, coaching. Um, I think he's a fantastic, basically, you know, half coach for all the teams he's had. But there is a method to his madness, I feel like. And sometimes he overthinks it. But also, is he saving him? Does he want there not to be that much tape on the guy? Well, why are you saying
0: LeBron? I'm talking about
1: Vogel. Right. But I'm saying between the two of these, I think... I think the when you watch the Lakers, the Caruso thing, the Lakers are basically trash when LeBron goes to the bench. And Caruso is a great off the bench, like he's just a, a a spark plug. Yeah. And so I think the timing of and it's not always obviously a replacement. He's out there with LeBron a bunch, but the replacement of the energy guy for your best player who your team falls off. I think that's coordinated a little bit between Vogel and LeBron. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with you. Vogel, the way that Caruso's playing, how could you not be playing him more? That's why I think that there might be a strategy here. Gotcha. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give him too much credit, but it seems like.
0: I I, I just think, you know, it's not even think. If you look at the numbers, him versus Rajon Rondo,
1: I keep saying it. I I just don't know why— because if- in this day and age, if, if you can't shoot in the NBA, you basically can't be out there. Yeah and, and Rondo has sh- is shooting it better than he's ever shot in the past, but it's still not good enough. And the amount of times I've watched Lakers games and he gets hot and and has to heat check himself it's like dude, if you make two threes, just start passing like call it a win you know and I've, I've seen games where he he misses three, four or five shots in a row because LeBron is great at getting guys looks uh, on the perimeter. You don't have to take them all, Ron. Yeah. You didn't take any your whole career. Now you got to take every single one you have a good look on. I see you rocking a Pelican shirt today. I am, yeah. This is an old New Orleans Pelican shirt. It's the baseball team. I got this before the Pelicans were even the Pelicans. Um, it's a great shirt. There's an incredible T-shirt spot up wait, in uh, San Francisco.
0: Wait a second. This is interesting. I didn't know this. So, Yeah,
1: you see the stadium? Pelican the, Stadium, New Orleans.
0: So they named the basketball team.
1: After the former baseball team that was there interesting yeah so Joe, i've always loved this shirt it's got and it's got like a blueprint of the stadium on it
0: it's a no, it's a no chill nug
1: yeah a little no chill nug i like that yeah you
0: know what the craziest name to me i love thinking about this that the st louis cardinals i was do i was doing a random wikipedia dive yeah
1: we were talking about this last night too
0: that the st louis cardinals from 1960 to 1987 had a St. Louis Cardinals football and a St. Louis Cardinals basketball. I'm sorry, baseball. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And you, then you like that? I do. I think. I think it's kind of cool. It's like, fuck it. You know, if if the cardinal is this St. Louis bird, which I assume it is based I think, on. I don't think it is. No, there's no, there's no geographical reasoning behind them choosing the Cardinals. There's got to be. I don't know. Um, Nick, can you look that up? I'm curious. Like, why? I kind of like it, and uh, it was always weird to me, growing up, that there was... When did when did the Cardinals football team go to Arizona? 1988, I believe. 87 right. or 88. So, when I was a kid, there was always, like... I wasn't, like, hyper into football before, like, 1988, but it was, like... I was, like, aware of it. You yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like, watch a Super Bowl, watch Giants games and stuff like that. So, the... When they moved, there was still like the hanging around of like baseball or football cards, football posters, whatever. And I always just thought so cool that they the Car- that they both were the Cardinals. I mm-hmm. thought it was awesome. Yeah.
0: I-, I would think it would get confusing though. There's
1: also the New York Giants and the New York Giants. True. So why that's why we are now called the New York football giants. Yeah. That's why they always use that term. If you ever wondered why they do that, like the Ohio State University, New York football Giants. Because we, you know, obviously had the 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 Giants that went to San Francisco. You
0: know why they call it the Ohio State University? No. Because the is the only word that people who go to Ohio State and football can players can spell. <laughs> Shots fired. Fired. Have you watched any of this
1: Combine stuff? No. I have not. I'm not usually a Combine guy.
0: Me either. And what's interesting is this year I was reading a good article on The Ringer how this year's Combine— has been overshadowed by the NFL collective bargaining agreement with the owners.
1: Yeah, I I mean I've I've read more stories about that than I have about the combine. The combine for me is like I mean Tom Brady is the perfect example. Like guys go to the combine, they embarrass themselves. Yeah. They go on to be one of the greatest football players in the history of the world. Uh we have guys who have gone to the combine and killed it. And you know, essentially, dispirit Like, where's John Ross's Olympic forty from a couple years ago? C- catching thirty balls a year in yeah. Cincinnati, being hurt eight games a year.
0: Yeah did you f- did you find anything on the on the on the Cardinals? The bird. I'm curious. So
2: the team's early owners were errant bird watchers and especially fond of the Northern Cardinal, state bird of the neighboring Illinois. Additionally, uh, the name. Where, where was this? I just had something in here. Okay, so the football team that played in Chicago acquired its nickname because the owners were too cheap to order new uniforms. Instead, they purchased them secondhand from the University of the Chicago Maroons and figured Maroon and Cardinal were
1: close enough. Nice. Little little Bilbo nug there. That's an interesting Good job, story. job, Bilbo. Thank you. So the owners... So it's an Illinois
0: bird. The, the So the baseball owners were bird watchers. Correct. By the way,
1: that's a weird hobby. Can I just say that? People get into it, dude.
0: Of, of all the hobbies, you're a bird watcher. It's
1: like it's like the original Pokemon. See them all, you know.
0: And then the football team, which I did know was goes back to Chicago. Correct. Was too cheap to get new uniforms. Nothing's changed with NFL owners. Yeah, brother. right. Because because the, the, there are such tight wads still, and and that actually goes into our conversation with. The whole, you know, the collective bargaining agreement, which, by the way, I didn't realize this. Here's something for everybody: everybody who's not following it closely, it's a ten-year extension. Right. So they really have to take their time. And and star players who make a lot of money have been openly against it. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You've seen a lot of players, and I I've, I thought I saw the tweets from both those guys, and I thought both those tweets were I liked them because. They were both basically saying, "Guys, we make a lot, but we're we're looking out for
1: Correct. We're looking out for everybody else. We are we are the face of our franchises, we're the we're the biggest stars, we have the biggest social media reach, we're making the most money, but there are guys on this team who have less Twitter followers than Joe Prano and make, you know, $200,000 a year or $400,000 a year or whatever the minimum is and put their body on the line."
0: Yeah, I was reading the average NFL player last about three years, the average NFL player after taxes, agent fees, all those things, will not make a million dollars. Wow. In those three years. So there, there's no net gain of a million dollars. So for anyone who's who, out who there... Who does the like, you spoiled fucking brats. It's just a lie. It's, yeah. it's a 100% lie. In fact, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons of the world, they are the 1% of oh yeah NFL and like i mean players.
1: quarterbacks even to to the next degree we're now getting to a uh a, an era of football in the NFL where quarterbacks are are truly men on an island they are they are going to get contracts that no one else is ever going to get you'll never no like no other player will ever have the contract that Jared Goff mediocre medium pizza Gets to play quarterback. Everything's medium about Jared Goff. Yeah. Medium pizza, medium passer, medium hand size. Yeah. Um, So I saw an interesting thing uh, recently. Somebody suggested that the salary cap should be for a team not including the quarterback. That you could pay the quarterback whatever you want. Now, obviously, that changes a lot from, you know, the last couple years, Tug and I's deep dive on quarterbacks, on rookie contracts, quarterbacks like Tom Brady giving their team a discount. Um, But that's an interesting thing, you know. Uh, I don't think I love it, but it's, it's interesting. What are the pros and cons of that system? The pros would be that, like you said, every team has one guy who's essentially the face of the franchise. Like it or not, with few exceptions, the quarterback is the face of the franchise. Like, Khalil Mack's probably the face of the Bears over Trubisky, you know. Um, But, like, even look at Jared Goff. You're in L.A. Aaron Donald's multi-time player of the year, defensive player of the year. If you asked a random person walking down the street in Los Angeles, Jared Goff, I think, would be the face of the Rams. Um, So it would be a way to pay this one guy uh, to be the face of your franchise and... And obviously not affect the rest of your squad. Yeah. Like, the, 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 like this Chiefs deal. You know, what is going to happen when Patrick Mahomes signs for $45 million a year? It'll never happen, but I, I kind of like it.
0: Because you're right. The, you could argue that football is the only sport where the franchise is nine times out of ten. One guy. Going to be that, that position. Yeah. Because if I said, well, who's the face of the franchise for a baseball team? It could be a pitcher. It could be a first baseman. It could be an outfielder. Yeah. Same thing for basketball. What what I liked about Russell Wilson's tweet was basically he was saying that the players have control in baseball. The players have control in basketball. And they don't in football.
1: And we've seen that the last few years. We've seen that from the Kaepernick thing. To um, I mean I mean the no one is bigger than the the what do they say the fucking the the, the emblem sh- the shield the shield no one's bigger than the shield and the NFL has gone out of their way in kind of a gross way yeah to always remind you of that
0: yeah I agree and and the thing is I mean it goes back to how unions started the players do have the power. Like like i I don't think that they fully realize that, and that's kind of been the problem with the past negotiations, right? Is that the players don't realize that the current roster for the NFL is fifty three. You have fifty three guys on a team. This was Russell Wilson's tweet. The NBA and MLB are doing it right. Players come first. All NFL players deserve the same. We should not rush the next ten years for today's satisfaction. I vote no again a lot of them have said the same thing but that's what i love is that the play like there needs to be more of that the players need to realize without them
1: there's no league and i and i think that the aaron rodgers and the russell wilson's and the big name guys taking a little bit of the power back for the player is really important because we've seen this in the NBA. Maybe it's gone a little too far in the NBA, right? Where players can just basically say, I don't want to play here anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it certainly makes free agency fun, it certainly makes trade deadlines fun. But, uh, you know, in the NBA, there's five guys on the floor. So the idea that these super teams can come together with two guys wanting to play together, you can't do that in the in the NFL. If Aaron Rodgers and fucking you know Julio Jones want to be on the Packers together, it doesn't really make the Packers that much better. Yeah, like I I wouldn't say Packers were in the NFC Championship game last year. They had Julio Jones. They're going to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't. It's just, it's just not yeah. that way. So it's important that again the guys who are the dudes on every team, just like the way it's happening in the NBA, go out and go, no, we're not yeah. doing this. We are, we're We're going to speak on behalf of the guys who don't have a voice.
0: And I understand these things are compromises and you have to find some sort of middle ground, but at the end of the day, I would say of all the owners of major pro sports, the, the NFL owners are the worst. As far as how they treat their players. The flip players, side of that coin,
1: though, is it's the most successful league. I mean, in, it, Amer- in America. True. Right? Obviously, the NBA is more of a world game. But, you know, you look at all the power that baseball players and the MLBPA and this whole, the, all the talk we've done about the Astros and, you know, him, you know, making a deal with the MLBPA, the baseball's falling apart Yeah. financially. It's a good point. From, uh, you know, so I think that there just needs to be a balance. I think that the Kaepernick thing, again, a lot of other, th- like, Big moments where the NFL said, you cannot fuck with us. We need to get a little bit more toward the player side. Just a little. So these quarterbacks and these big time players on each team reaching out or like coming out and saying, listen to us. It's very important. Yeah,
0: just some more give and take. Yeah. Did you see what Joe Burrow said about playing for the Bengals?
1: So I missed the whole—when did Joe Joe Burrow say he wasn't playing for the Bengals? Well, there's just a
0: lot of things, and Tug and I went— This is just the Bengals being the Bengals? Yeah, Tug and I went to detail. There's a lot of things that you connect the dots. Carson Palmer, as we played that clip on our show, said they don't care about winning. And he he actually said what you said all along. He said the same thing. He goes, it's Super Bowl or bust. The Bengals don't care about that. Yeah. His brother, Jordan Palmer, who had a couple-year stint in the NFL as a backup, is Joe Burrow's quarterbacks coach. Oh, wow. He runs an elite quarterback coaching program. So people started connecting the dots. right? And then also, Joe Burrow's agent is the same agent that Eli Manning had. Right. So people were basically saying, okay, Carson says this. His brother's his coach. His Whoever, a- I don't
1: know that guy's name, but I love him. His agent, of course, is Eli's agent. So people started saying— right. But now he's saying he will play there if they draft him.
0: People aren't really looking closely enough at it. What Joe Burrow said the other day was, I believe he said, he. I, th- I believe his direct quote was, I will not not play
1: where I'm drafted. Because he used two knots. I remember that. That's hilarious. <clears throat> That's, uh, you know, I'm – I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Like, what the fuck kind of, like, tricky wording are you trying to throw yeah. at us?
0: <clears throat> and, and obviously, I got worked up. You know my feelings about the Bengals and their owner, Mike Brown. I've said, you have the power. You do. And we haven't seen it for a minute. We haven't seen it since Eli did it in 2004. I think the time is ripe for another guy to do this. And again, I think he holds all the power. Why go to that organization?
1: Right. I mean, if you're asking me, obviously he's an Ohio kid. Yeah. So I don't know his feelings about his home state. You know, I don't know if the second LSU gets out for Christmas break, he's flying to Cincinnati and eating some chili and going to Applebee's and getting the two for 20.
0: He's also near the Pennsylvania border. He's south east.
1: But there is a hometown hero vibe around this. There's there's a lot of opportunity to, for him to capitalize on that. That being said, the Bengals are a dumpster fire. Have always been a dumpster fire. I don't remember ever seeing any advertisement whatsoever with any Bengal as good or bad as they've ever been.
0: I, I bet Ocho Cinco had a couple. Things. Probably,
1: yeah, probably. Um, but if you're the Bengals, you're in a decent spot too, though. Like Chase Young is pretty fucking good, and he went to Ohio State. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's great. So, you know, I don't know. Would you like to see him? As a former Bengals fan, who do you want the Bengals to take one overall? Or where do you want Joe Burrow to go? I like Joe Burrow a lot.
0: I want him to succeed. Even if the Bengals take him, I am rooting for
1: him. Seems like a good kid.
0: He does. He seems like a real good kid. I love his story. Right, Prano? He's, He's not your... Guy who just was the five-star recruit, right. and then went to college and was a star. He couldn't get any playing time at Ohio State. He goes to LSU. He has a mediocre first season there, and then explodes his last year. That's what I, I love his story. Joe Burrow has a fascinating
1: story. For me to succeed, it's not in Cincinnati. Right now, there's this whole thing about his pass. The his offensive coordinator is now the passing coach at Carolina. But Carolina's also come out and said Cam's our quarterback. They have? Yeah. No, they, I
0: thought I thought Carolina's getting rid of Cam.
1: No. They've they've come out and said Carolina Cam's their quarterback.
0: When did this happen? Did I miss this? A couple days ago. I must yeah. have missed this. Which I thought was
1: weird because when they got rid of Olsen and they got rid of like seemed like they maybe they were shutting it down. Which I mean, I think you all know my thoughts on Cam Newton as, yeah. as a quarterback. Um so there was that story. Was, he, was Were they going to try to coordinate him to go to Carolina? Kind of down in the same general regional area that he played football in college. His coach working his, blah, 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 blah. But I think Joe Burrow ends up on the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals need a quarterback, and I think they take the hometown kid, hometown ish kid.
0: I think they do too, but again. Does he play? Does he play? This is the Bengals organization, and then we'll move on. Rank the
1: teams in order. If you were Joe Burrow, you would not want to play for
0: Cincinnati. Number one, Detroit or Cleveland. Number two. I mean,
1: just just look at recent history.
3: Quality of life.
1: <laughs> Remember when I just smashed Ohio and everybody's like, bah. "It's like you're." I think you're one hundred. I think if you ask hundred people, I think ninety-nine of them would have Cleveland and Cincinnati in their top three. And there's no – it's not a coincidence that those three teams that I named,
0: Detroit, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, I believe, I could be wrong, have the three longest droughts for playoff wins in the NFL. Poor
1: Matt Stafford. He's – I mean, that's what Joe Burrow basically has to look forward to, right? Just like maybe he's great, maybe he puts up good stats. I mean, I think Matthew Stafford is one of the most disrespected players in the NFL. Based on what he's accomplished. I think he's
0: good, but I I also saw actually shout out to Twerks. Matthew Stafford has an atrocious record against teams with winning records. Like it's it's one of the worst or or was it playoff teams. He actually DM'd this to me. And I thought it was interesting. But
1: again, football. It's bigger than one guy.
0: No, I know. I don't know if it was it Twerks. Yeah. No, he sent me something else. I forget who it was. So somebody DM something. It was an interesting list. Yeah, because somebody was trying to it was basically Matthew Stafford was was top five on there. Somebody sent it because Jameis Winston right was on there, <laughs> which God bless the dirt balls for continuing the trolling of Jameis Winston. Uh but Prano, we're talking football. I think it's the perfect time to give a plug for our friends at GTP Picks.
1: I love I love our friends at GTP Picks. Right you know people, somebody said to me they were asking me the other day they were like, so you're a full-time comedian and I said, well I do comedy and comedy adjacent things. I was like I also have a sports podcast so that helps pay the bills. I was like, I also have a uh, advertiser for our sports podcast that gives me sports winners all the time that helps pay the bills yeah and the guy's like, wow. That's an, an interesting career.
0: Well, look, guys. It's that time of year. Let's just be honest. Football isn't on. Baseball hasn't started yet. You just have the NBA. Women's you, college basketball. Women's college basketball. March Madness is around the corner. If you want to make sports more interesting. Gamble on it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> G- Put your hard-earned money out there.
0: GTP Picks, it's a data-driven sports betting service that offers winning sports betting advice for an affordable price. Just follow their advice and win. It's pretty simple. Right now, GTP Picks is offering a limited time offer to all the dirt balls. For the rest of February, all GTP packages are twenty-five percent off. You got basketball, you got hockey, you got college sports, you have European soccer league. All these sports you can bet on, and GTP Picks will help you win that money. Simply visit GTPPicks.com and use promo code Dirty. To unlock this limited-time offer, if you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP Picks is
1: a no-brainer. No-brainer. I hate to say, like, I will, I'll, I'll go just short of saying, try it, and I'll give you your money back. I'm, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. like, God, I want to. Yeah. If you don't win. Because it's that good. I love those guys.
0: You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to mix it up. Let's do dirtball calls in the middle. Ooh, of
1: the show. I like it because I saw on the rundown. I already saw a couple of calls that I that I have. I don't. I don't want to say hot takes on, but I have takes on.
0: Let's do dirtball ball calls in the middle of the show. I don't normally do this, but yeah, like I said, I'd like to mix things up a little.
1: Fucking getting wild on a Thursday,
0: and uh, we'll start with a football related call because we were just talking football, and this is never going to end. But we'll play the call because he he is a. Uh, He's a first time caller. Okay. And I always like when first time callers um, hop into the show. All right. So, our friend, I believe he's from Chico. Let's see. Chico.
3: Hey, guys. My name is Michael Brezak. Long time dirtballer here. Calling for the first time from Chico, California. My question for is all you guys, including Nick. So, here it is. Who do you think is the future quarterback for the Oakland Raiders? Tom Brady or Derek Carr? Thank you
0: guys. All right, my friend, Tom Brady or Derek Carr to the Raiders? Can I lead this off? Go for it. I'm gonna say neither.
1: Who are you going with? I I'm I'm leaning toward you as well. the The reports are all that Gruden doesn't like Carr. Correct. He's not a car fan. I am a car fan. I'd like to sit down with Gruden and talk about this. I am a car fan. He seems to not be a car fan. Brady to the Raiders. I don't see it. Makes a lot of sense. But I just don't think he does it. I, I don't think Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady knows his is in Jeopardy in Oakland. A little bit. You don't want to be another guy that goes to Las Vegas now. The Raiders, the black and silver. And how many how many players have we seen who is just like, their worst days were as a Raider? I don't think Tom Brady wants that. I'm with you. I think it's Jameis. I'm still on Jameis to the Raiders. Love it. Absolutely love Jameis Winston going to the Raiders. It's almost like, and if you follow the Jameis Winston thing, as I do very closely because I hate Jameis Winston and all his supporters. <laughs> um, it, it's almost a no-brainer. You know what? The Tampa Bay thing, like the idea that he is still in Tampa Bay next year. Bruce Arians should be checked for dementia. I love Jameis, by the way. You love him. I love the... You loved him on Hard Knocks, remember? You were like, he's a
0: leader. No, 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 a, no. I was like, his teammates
1: hate him. I don't think I called
0: him a leader. There, there's an, there is a great ruther take an awful great ruther take of mvp potential yeah that i said here's why i love him
1: i love the the hoopla and the the comedy of it it's unbelievable
0: don't you love that
1: if you search Jameis winston on twitter if you just search his name the replies to like tweets like i saw one yesterday pff tweeted uh pro football focus who will be this year's defensive player of the year? A hundred people, replied Jameis Winston. A hundred. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, this guy.
0: And then on the other end... It's the you, fucking punchline. You have vehement Jameis defenders.
1: Yeah, like s- lunatics like, the, that wrote a book and are also the GM of the Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers.
0: All right, Nick. Now, he included you in the call. You're officially part of the team. It's going to make you feel good. He wants your analysis.
1: He's given you two options, or I guess we both took... Door number three.
0: I got my answer.
2: Based solely off an Uber driver experience I had recently. (laughs) My boy Rick, turnt Raiders fan. Loves Derek Carr. He says Raider Nation loves Derek Carr. And just I mean, he thinks my my my, my boy Rick, five star rating by the way, drives a Prius Needs weapons around him. We're a couple years removed from the Derek Carr MVP candidate. He season. got a vote. He
1: got a couple votes. He yeah. did.
0: Yeah. You you want, you want to hear a fun fact real quick? Not to cut you off and then go back to you. Derek Carr has had MVP votes. I believe Russell Wilson has not.
1: It's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I saw that this year. I
2: think Derek Carr is capable.
1: I think he is, too. I think he is, too. I, it seems like Gruden doesn't like his style, but this whole, like, you need a gun, like, there's no way Derek Carr can't throw the ball 60 yards. He's in the NFL. He can throw a football 60 yards. I yeah. know he can. A hundred percent.
2: You're getting rid of your weapons like Amari Cooper. There's not really a guy in in Oakland right now, is there? No. Didn't they just get rid of their tight end, too? What's their tight end's
3: name? Well, no. they, 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 they had they,
1: the kids. I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks this year, they got the kid from Clemson. He, he played decent this year Renfro? in the slot. Yeah. They got they got the kid. They re-signed the tight end that yeah. battled uh, alcohol abuse. Right, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's decent. the The kid who's like kind of a wide receiver turned tight end. Yeah. Um, my thing with the Raiders and Derek Carr is like, yeah, I think you you, it certainly obviously always helps to have weapons around him. But they have a great running back now. Yeah. The the Gruden like let's play defense. Let's run the ball. I've always liked Derek Carr, But, but the other thing with the Raiders is if you don't make a move now to a Brady or a Jameis or whatever, you can keep Carr and draft a kid. True. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not sold on him, then don't be sold on him. Well, let's look at that division real quick, and then we'll get to the
0: next call. Obviously, the Chiefs are going nowhere.
1: Right. They have the best quarterback in the division. We all agree on that.
0: Exactly. But let's look at the other teams. Chargers,
1: giant question mark. No, yeah. Great defense. But what did they do? Right? With that great defense. Um Broncos. And and even and even great defense. It's like, how great were they? Yeah. They're great on paper. Broncos question mark. They like Locke, but we've seen a lot of quarterbacks play great for a couple games. So look, I can
0: the Raiders succeed and make the playoffs with Derek Carr. You're obviously a much bigger Derek Carr fan than me, but I'd say they can.
1: I think they can. They almost made the playoffs this year with Derek Carr. Yeah. Vegas is going to change a lot. Yeah. Vegas, I mean, think think of all the teams across sports in history. New building. Yeah. Just a whole new vibe.
0: Yeah. Well, let's keep the calls football related. I want to do another one from uh, our buddy down in the, uh, I believe down the bayou in Louisiana.
1: I'm excited for this one.
0: Yeah, I, I knew you'd be chomping at this one. If it plays. Come on, call.
4: Hey, boys. Ron from Louisiana here. Uh, Drew Brees just announced he's coming back for one more run, and it got me thinking. Does anybody in NFL history deserve a second ring more than Drew Brees? Now, I know if we're talking one ring, we can get into the Dan Marino discussion, and I personally think Marino deserved one. But does anybody deserve a second ring as much as Drew Brees? Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been on some bad teams, with some bad coaches, and he's really the only other guy that comes to mind. And Drew Brees is putting it together, and he's had three heartbreaks in a row. So I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on that. I know it's slow season. Keeping it under a minute for Andy so he doesn't freak out. Have a good one, boys. Stay
1: dirty. Can I lead this off? Yes. So when I saw that on the rundown, a couple people came to mind. Brett Favre, for one, but I actually don't think that Brett Favre deserves a second Super Bowl more than Drew Brees. But my answer, and, and Aaron Rodgers also, like Aaron Rodgers is, Aaron Rodgers is right now, pacing to do the Drew Brees thing. Like, I, I don't think you could say Aaron Rodgers deserves a, a second-two role more than Drew Brees right now. Now, if he plays five more years at a super high level, and suddenly he's in the Brees category of being 40-plus, doesn't have another ring, I think you'd question it. But my answer is Steve Young. Steve Young having one ring is a problem to me. Everybody knows my GOAT, if I was going to pick one quarterback to a Super Bowl would be Joe Montana. But the idea that Joe Montana has four rings with that 49ers team and Steve Young has one ring with those 49ers teams is unfair. Steve Young is one of the greatest quarterbacks in history. He's a Hall of Famer. He had to back up arguably one of the GOATs for a while. He had to play in fucking Tampa Bay. When he got in there and also... Uh, uh, a bad injury history because he was a, a, one of the original mobile quarterbacks. I think Steve Young is the quality of quarterback. Uh, first of all, I think Steve Young is a better quarterback than Drew Brees. I'll just say it. I think he's a better overall quarterback. And Why do you say that? Because of the way that st- what, what Steve Young was able to do in terms of being a very uh, like I think for a while he had the top passer rating of all time because he was you know he just played clean and he was a system QB with exceptional talent in being able to run in being able to have crazy touch Um, Drew Brees meanwhile is a stat machine and like I've said many times before uh, I don't think you want your quarterback leading the league in passing
0: That's a tough one for me, I'll be honest. That's a tough one for me to hear because I don't know if I necessarily agree. I think Steve Young's great. I'm looking at Steve Young's career numbers, Joe. I mean, he only – it's a small window. Exactly. He basically was, as far as full season, he was the Niners full season as far as post-Montana, starting QB from 92 until 98.
1: Right. he got hurt in 99.
0: So it's seven seasons.
1: And, and I, think, I think the reason he's my answer is because on any other team, he's the 15-year quarterback. I will say this. In
0: those seven seasons. He won an MVP. His numbers were lights out. He was ahead of his time as far as completion percentage. Yeah. In those seven seasons, he led the NFL in completion percentage. Wow. Five times. Mm-hmm. He led the NFL in touchdown passes three times
1: he is the modern quarterback he is very similar to Aaron Rodgers the Patrick Mahomes you're right he led the NFL in rating six of the seven times on any other team besides if if he's not backing up Joe Montana who knows the only guy he couldn't he couldn't be ahead of on the depth chart I here. Here's the thing. We're talking. The
0: question is deserving another MVP, or I'm sorry, deserving another Super Bowl.
1: It's a tough question for me, to be honest. The thing about Drew Brees deserving another Super Bowl is this guy goes he had three heartbreaks in a row. It's like he's had the opportunity for another Super Bowl. Yeah. Whereas Steve Young had set a seven year window with the Niners. He dominates. He wins an MVP. He wins a Super Bowl in blowout fashion. He was incredible in that Super Bowl. And to me, it's like if you, give, if you give Steve Young the 20 years that Drew Brees had as a starter, I think he does have another Super Bowl. Whereas like w- Drew Brees deserves another Super Bowl, why? Because he keeps blowing Super Bowls? Well, I was going to say, my, my only thing about Drew Brees
0: is what you're addressing. No one's saying that he hasn't had heartbreak losses in Minnesota, the bullshit call against the Rams. But let's not forget that Rams game. The bullshit call... The game went into overtime. Right. The Saints got the ball first. Yes. What did Drew Brees do? He jacked up that bad interception downfield. So he had his chance. Let's not forget that stuff. The the notion, I I just, in a way, I don't like this even scenario, this notion that people deserve another. I think Drew Brees has had opportunities.
1: Yeah, he's been... I mean, had opportunities. He's the guy in New Orleans for 15 years now.
0: Yeah, to me, the most crushing guy to never get a Super Bowl. We all agree. Obviously is Dan Marino
1: is Dan Marino, right? Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly, but Marino still is to not get one. I think is the guy. Yeah, but you know, it's the question is two because there are guys with two that who deserves three. There are guys with none who deserve one. He says two, so let's talk about it. Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, Steve Young, Breeze, Phil Simms. I mean, I'm just throwing guys out there who have—Russell Wilson.
0: I think you've—I'm not going to disagree. I think you've made—you've stated a very good case. At first, I was like, where's he going with Steve Young? I
1: see your case pulling up the stats. Holy shit. Yeah, Steve Young was incredible. You are right. There's a lot of people— who but I mean you can't argue with the success that Montana had but there's a lot of people who think Steve Young has one if they get rid of Montana earlier now I mean how do you do that when a guy's got four Super Bowls yeah right that's basically what we're doing what we're talking about with Brady here sure like how do you move on from a guy but a lot of people think Steve Young the USFL thing the Bucks thing the backing up Montana thing He's in the Hall of Fame because he was so fucking good for 7 years. Yeah. I think I think Steve Young on the Niners for 15 years or on a lot of other teams might have another Super Bowl if he had if he had been able to move to somewhere else earlier or whatever. Yeah. That's my that's my choice. Yeah. I I can't deny it. I don't I think if you ask Steve Young if he if he got the amount of snaps that Drew Brees had if he'd have a second ring. I think he'd say he would.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's move it to a baseball call.
3: Ruther and Prano, what's going on? It's Luke in Cincinnati. Um, I got an investment question for you guys. Uh, so I was thinking about it the other day. You know, Rob Manfred's already saying that you can't be throwing at the batters of the, of the Houston Astros and everything. Okay, well, here's the thing as baseball guys, we we understand that somebody's probably still going to do it, like, you know, the first one, two, or three teams that are like, you know what, we played them first, we're going to get them. But if the pitcher that gets fined for that, if he were to set up a GoFundMe and say he gets fined like $50,000, would that be the single best $10 that anybody could spend? Is to single-handedly help pay for the fine that got the Astros packed? At least, you, at least a little bit. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think because I might even throw a 50 on it. Because
1: fuck the Astros, dude. A GoFundMe. I think this is the single greatest call in dirty sports history. <laughs> I think we're starting a GoFundMe to pay the fines of players that drill Astros this year. 50 grand. The way people hate the Astros. Like, I would not be surprised if we get 500 grand. We are doing this the second this show ends. We are setting up a GoFundMe to pay the fines of players that get that drill astros. This is the greatest call in the history of dirty sports. Shout out to Luke from Cincinnati.
0: There's a lot of traction and I wish I didn't I don't know if I followed them. Maybe I did. So this is how I know what you're saying has truth to it. Somebody started a Twitter account. It's basically tracking the Astros, like guys who get hit. Yeah. Ah, oh, forget the. I, I want to know the. Hopefully, I'll get it by the end of the show. It has, I want to pay for all of them. But but I was looking at the interaction, yeah. the follows, and the retweets, and the the likes.
1: I think this is our. I think this is our new. I think this is our thing. Like I think, we dirty sports is taking this idea, and we are going to make it real. Somebody needs to do this. It should be us. Let's start a GoFundMe, dude. If we make fifty grand, okay, we pay the first guy. You know what I mean? If he gets ten grand, we pay. If it's a ten thousand dollars fine, we pay the first five guys. This thing could get traction. We could end up being paying all the fines. So. And you know what's great about that? What then? People are fucking willing to do it. Because they know it's not coming out of their pocket. So the Astros have played five spring training games.
0: Seven players have been beamed. Right. Baseball's done nothing so far. Right.
1: Now it's also not regular season. Right. I've seen a lot of things. They're getting hit with a lot of off-speed pitches. Guys are kind of hiding it. But that's why this is great. If the fucking Adam Hamari cheddar dicks and the Rob Manfred cheddar dicks of the world try to make a fucking point by finding somebody make an example out of somebody we are there with our fund with the fuck the astros fund
0: yeah it's it's uh it's a pretty great idea i'm not gonna lie
1: it's the greatest idea in the history of dirtball calls you're going that far i am i'm on a lot of medication but i'm that's where i'm at nick what do you think all right somebody's done this
0: yes hold on nick nick get on the mic here about this. This was the feed that I saw the other day. It it gets... The reason I think there's validity to this idea is that this Astros thing...
2: Asterix tour on Twitter. 2020 Astro shame tour. So they're kind of tracking pretty much everything that goes on with this Astros scandal when it comes to hit by pitch. Any signs at the games. They have 101... Thousand followers.
1: It's fantastic. They joined. I mean, this month. Think about, like, can you ima- f- can imagine you... if we get half of that for five thousand, five dollars a person? What is the two hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines at asterisk Tour?
0: Because I want to follow them. I
2: mean, one hundred and one thousand followers in a month.
0: I am a hundred percent sure. I looked last week; they had like thirty-five thousand followers. My point is, everybody wants to follow this feed. Yeah. Because the, the hatred, I'm, I've i said this, and I'll say it again. I've never seen one team in my entire life of following sports hated this much. Yeah. Like the hatred for the Yankees or the Patriots or the Lakers or whoever, big team, big market, it pales in comparison.
1: Luke's a goddamn genius. Let's pay their fines. This is good for dirty sports. This can get some press, dog. I agree pay these fucking fines. I love it. All right, let's do a couple more
0: calls. If you want to call, our hotline is 310-359-8365. This call's been sitting here forever, so let's give him some love.
4: Hey, what's up, boys? This is Coach Smalls coming to you from beautiful Destin, Florida. And my question is, if you look back through sports history, what would be some plays that if they were to go the opposite way that they did during the game, would have altered the entire landscape of the sport itself. So I'll give you a few examples. Think about the block. Let's say when LeBron goes up, he catches Iguodala with the body. Iguodala makes some free throws. Warriors win the championship. You know, well, now they're, what, the greatest team of all time. Maybe Durant doesn't go there now. Maybe LeBron sticks around in Cleveland trying to get that elusive championship. Uh, Another example, going old school for you, how about the fumble? The 1988 playoffs and Ernest Byron fumbles for the Cleveland Browns going in to win a playoff game, you know? What if he doesn't fumble and the Browns end up winning the game, maybe going to the Super Bowl, maybe win the Super Bowl?
0: No way they win the Super
4: Bowl. Maybe in a few years they don't move to Baltimore and become the Ravens and Ray Lewis is murdering people in Cleveland. I mean, think about how that alters kind of the whole landscape of the sport. So that was my question. Bilbo twerks. Feel free to jump in if y'all got any ideas. And uh, something to get us to the doldrum times. So stay dirty, boys, and condoms are forever for Maria. Fuck that bitch.
0: (laughs) Whoa. Throwback. Old Maria from Sideshow Network. I mean, look—you're you're playing the butterfly effect game,
1: right? You could do this about anything in life. You could, but I think his—you know—the question is, the that, that how one game being changed could affect you know multiple events in that sport. I mean, how about the Tucker rule? That was the very first one. That's that was, that's the biggest. That's the very first yeah. pa- Patriots championship. Now. You know, you you think about Belichick is a great coach, Brady, blah, blah But if they don't get the one, do they change anything? They don't get the first one against the Raiders. I love that one. I, I I think it it's tough to beat the Tuck roll.
0: I mean, the what ifs. You could really go deep on this. Yeah, I mean. And by the way, I, I alluded to it during his call. Just so you know, if, if, if am I wrong or right on this? Was that the was that the Browns-Broncos AFC Championship yeah. where then the Broncos lose 55-10? to Yeah, 10?
1: the Broncos get smacked. in Because the Broncos didn't play a close Super Bowl for a while.
0: No, but I'm saying do the Browns get smacked too? Yeah,
1: I'm saying the Browns get smacked. I mean, yeah. obviously you look at two teams that are playing a close game in Cleveland. I forget if it was did they get smacked by the Giants, did they get smacked by the Niners, but they got smacked. I know that. Yeah, I think it was the Niners.
0: I mean, you can do this for your guy, your guy Eli and David Tyree, the catch.
1: Sure, but but does that change football that much? I mean, it's it certainly changes Eli's legacy, but not just Eli's. The Patriots go. The Patriots go nineteen to zero. That's pretty. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty huge. Yeah, I guess that one, you know, I was just about to say, doesn't really affect, like, okay, the Patriots have one more championship. But, yeah, they go 19-0.
0: I mean, this isn't on that level, but it's pretty big. The UNLV, UNLV team that loses the Duke in the Final Four?
1: Yeah. But I th- mean, they, they that would've... doesn't come down to one play.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Right? I mean, the Duke, the, the Leitner shot against Kentucky, maybe, if we're going college. Yeah, that's a great one. How does that change the trajectory? John of- Starks hitting one of fucking 18. Can he hit <laughs> one more three? Yeah. If he hits one more three. Yeah. Olajuwon only has one. The Knicks, Ewing gets one. Yeah.
0: I mean, you could you could really... I feel like this is something McConner likes to do. Yeah. Like when he shits on players. He likes to play the, well, if this and this happened... I'll be honest, in a way, I don't like to play this because they did happen. Right. I mean, we're living in, like, a hypothetical universe. Universe? Why did I say universe? Universe. Why did I say it like that? Now, like, if you took, okay, so me, Bilbo, and Twerks just played a three-point contest. You know, what if one of them had started out hotter? Right. Do they actually beat me? The answer is no. I will never lose to anyone on Dirty Sports in a three-point contest. You heard it, Joe. Get healthy. I'm going to beat you, Tug Coker. Get healthy. You're already healthy. I'll beat you. I will challenge anyone to a three-point contest.
1: I will put my money on Tug Coker right now. Bring it. And uh, I'd like my chances if I get healthy. But I'll put my money on Tug Coker right now.
0: Okay. You think you can beat me? I've seen
1: Tug Coker stroke. Okay. Tug's Tug's got a good jump shot.
2: I think if I had, you know, if if I was feeling it, if I had the proper coffee and protein that day, I could probably,
1: I mean, probably take you. The idea that you're not going to ever go cold, never.
0: Aaron is tweeting out that he's practicing. He wants to play basketball with me and Nick every week. Now, I would argue, of again, the three of us, his jump shot is the worst. You've seen it. You were
1: critical. Yeah
0: that's not, not
1: horrible, but it's not great. Yeah. But maybe the boys practicing. Maybe we'll
0: do a mock round tomorrow or something.
2: I'm always asking to get out there with you.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. All right. Let's get to one last call. Speaking of Aaron, that was the segue. Our last call and also the raunchiest call of the segment today on Dirtball Calls. Old twerks. Listen to this thing.
3: Yo, what up, fellas? This is uh, Aaron Maharis, aka Twitchy Bean, here. Actually, calling in for the first time. And uh, me and some of the doptals were talking, and uh, brought up a good question, and just kind of just wondering, what is the sketchiest place you guys have ever jacked off? <laughs> Meaning, the chances of being caught were either really risky, or, you know, if you were to get caught, it was just either really bad or just straight up. You know, unsafe or, or who knows, but uh, but yeah, just want to know that. All
1: right, later, fellas.
0: What's going through Aaron's head to make this phone call? Like, I don't know. Like, like, did he just get done
1: jacking off somewhere
0: in a shady spot, and he's like, "Man, where's the craziest place I should not have masturbated at?"
1: What is the I mean like you know me I'm not a
0: you're, you're you're I don't
1: I don't I don't get hit with like I need to jerk off right now or I'm going to die. I think I did it at work once. Yeah. In the bathroom? That's maybe I think that's the only thing that comes to mind. Did it in like a office bathroom? Oh man. That's not even that that's not even that bad I feel I'm like. I'm embarrassed on a few of these. Let's see this is why we have you here. Uh
0: I was babysitting kids.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. You're a sex criminal.
0: No, they were not in the house. And uh, I was probably like 15. I was babysitting these two kids in my neighborhood. They were outside. I started looking at Dad's Playboys when I was taking a dump. You know where this ends. The kids were outside. Pretty shady, though. Yeah. Pretty gross. And then also, so I guess that's work-related. Also, I used to work for a commercial moving company in college And we were moving out a bunch of furniture from dorms at University of Cincinnati. And uh, this one girl's room, she had not taken down a bunch of pictures. And then uh, I got motivated by some of her nice pictures. And uh, I went to the bathroom of the dormitory. The kids were not in school. There was nobody in the dorms. Yeah. And I handled my business. I mean, those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Never on, like, an airplane or anything. Oh, yeah. St. Oh, God, now they're all coming back. St. Louis University Library. I think the sixth floor or the fifth floor of the Pius Library.
1: Bilbo?
2: Do I have to answer this question, really? Yeah. Wait, hold on. So you you did a library?
0: Yeah, in college.
2: It's like that, uh, wasn't there a girl who became famous for doing that because she webcammed it? Ooh, you're right.
0: On a college campus? Yeah. That's right. You're just like her, man. I don't
2: know. Yeah, pro- probably work. You know, yeah.
0: My bathroom? You, you,
2: you go to the bathroom for a little <laughs> yeah.
1: break. You mean this work?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Poor Bilbo. His parents watch this, listen to this. Uh,
1: yeah. Have you ever done it in the car? I, I had friends who were always like, oh, I did it while driving. No, that's weird. Absolutely yeah, not. that's weird. That's
0: like, where, where are you finishing?
1: Yeah. No, I have, I've had friends who said that they have done that. And I was like, that just seems dangerous and dirty and
0: you know who i'd love to get on this question your brother (laughs) actually both your brothers yeah i figured both your brothers would have some weird answers right yeah
1: i mean on a turtle's hard to top (laughs) onto a turtle very difficult to beat
0: no not just onto a turtle someone's sister's pet turtle yeah all-time great legine yeah Guys, those are the calls, 310-359-8365 if you want to contribute with anything from your masturbation habits to an actual sports call.
1: We are here. Now, you said that was in the middle of the show. Are we going back to other things?
0: Yeah, let's do a couple other things. Oh, okay, great. Is that cool?
1: Yeah, sure. Joe,
0: the coronavirus, it's here and it's not going anywhere. I've got it. (laughs) I feel like you do. The Olympics could be canceled this year. This is real news. Canceled. Because of the coronavirus, if it's not controlled in the next few months, and the, my favorite part of the story, you had to have seen this trending, the concern for this year's Olympics, which will be in Japan, they're going to start July 24th. The concern for this has been voiced from a former Canadian swimming champion who's also been on the International Olympic Committee since 1978, Good old Dick Pound.
1: Dick Pound. Wow.
0: So Dick Pound is concerned, and a lot of people are concerned
1: that if— Dick Pound's concerned, you should be concerned. Just go by Richard— A guy named Dick Pound, probably not concerned all that often.
4: Why
0: does he not go by Richard? Just go by Richard Pound. (laughs) Do you really have to go by
1: a porn name, Dick Pound? Dick Pound.
0: Is there a better name?
1: Can you imagine being in the like the seventies Olympics and being like in lane number three, Dick Pound? And he's like, Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> you gotta swim next to Dick Pound.
0: That's intimidating.
1: Ruther in lane four, five, Dick Pound. You're like, I don't have a good I don't have a real good shadow in this yeah. one.
0: There's no way I'm beating this guy. His name's Dick Pound. Now I was doing a deep dive last night.
1: On Dick Pound?
0: No. On, I, on I the sh- coronavirus. On the coronavirus. It's it's near. The pandemic stage. So, yeah. so we're not, according to the World Health Organization, they do d- different things. Epidemic, pandemic, they have different terms. We're near the pandemic stage. That just means so many people have it. Here's the one thing about the coronavirus. Only 2% of this virus have fatalities.
1: Right. But the, the, the big thing is that we, it, this isn't contained. We don't have a thing. Like, we don't. You know, I know I read something about uh, it's really only killing like the weak, the elderly and the whatever. It's like basically just like a flu. Like you'll be fine. But. But you're still quarantined. You're still quarantined because they don't know what the fuck they're doing yet. Yeah. So this is like the bird flu again. Yeah. But what the uh, the Olympics, will it be moved or it'll just be canceled?
0: It'll be canceled. Canceled. So that's what they're saying.
1: Again. Well, I hope that's not the case, because I love the Olympics.
0: There's a few months.
1: Speaking of live events. Yeah. How many live events are we going to do during the Olympics? I think we did some last Olympics, didn't we? Did we? I think we did. I think Didn't we call the, one of those women's uh, volleyball games? No. No? Well, we should. I love the swimming. It's my favorite thing, the The swimming in the Olympics. Track and field's always fun, especially the sprinting and the you know like the the marquee events in the track and field yeah i love the olympics
0: they're fun definitely summer is better than winter
1: yeah winter's pretty fun these days too yeah the speed skating and the snowboarding and the-
0: who's playing for the us men's basketball team i feel like nobody's playing anymore
1: it's uh still up in the air like lebron was like hinting that he is and he isn't so i think they it's the roster is undecided which is funny because it's like this summer.
0: Yeah. The Olympics start in July. Yeah. Yoshi is planning on going.
1: Not surprised. Yeah. Yoshi, I feel like. Didn't he go to the last Olympics? Yoshi does this shit all the time.
0: Yoshi's been to Chernobyl. I don't think he's worried about the, the coronavirus.
1: Yeah. Yoshi's been to Chernobyl. If we had Yoshi on this this episode, he'd be like, yeah, I jerked off at Chernobyl. You're like, okay, oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> Taking it out at Chernobyl <laughs> it could wilt away in your hands. He's like, I had to. I mean, if you had to guess, would you say that while Yoshi was in and around Chernobyl, he jerked off? I would say for sure,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: he's a fucking. That's the guy we got to get on this show. He's probably got a million different. He's gonna be like, uh, in my car right after I hit a guy in Mildred.
0: But I feel like Yoshi also is the guy who doesn't do that. He just
1: gets prostitutes. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: No, I think he's the kind of guy who gets prostitutes and jerks off like 11 times a day. Yeah? Yeah. I think Yoshi's a sick, sick man.
0: He is. He's, he's a very sick man. Uh, I want to do a couple of baseball things and we'll wrap Let's up this show. Let's do it. The Madison Bumgarner. We have to do this. Wild. Madison Bumgarner has been competing in rodeos. With an alias name the last few years.
1: And he's been winning. Yeah. He's won a couple of events. He's been
0: competing under the fake name Mason Saunders.
1: (laughs) Good for Madison Bumgarner.
0: So a photo surfaced on Sunday in the Athletic.
1: Where was this rodeo? Let me see this.
0: It was... uh, Because
1: remember, he got hurt a couple years ago when he was dirt biking in Colorado. So, he loves being around rodeo towns.
0: Yeah. All right. This is from a Las Vegas event. Yeah. And there's a picture of Mad Bomb on a horse. This is where they're roping cattle. Yeah. It's that type of rodeo. So, he always used a fake name because he didn't want...
1: It to be a big deal.
0: It to be about him and not the other contestants. Good for Mad Bomb
1: also a little reckless i mean the guy's already a hundred percent but we've already talked about this like we've seen we've seen him get injured on a motorcycle we've seen him many pictures of him carrying his gigantic wife on his back (laughs) mad bum doesn't mad bum gives zero fucks
0: Uh, god i i want to say it i have to say it what do you think was harder riding that horse or riding his wife what was more difficult to contain?
1: I mean, that's you know, she has told the story about like their first date. Like, he roped her. She was like she was like trying to get away. He got her around the feet. Is that what it he is? Went down
0: because he's a Southern guy, right? He's a North, like a North Carolina. Yeah,
1: I think, I think so. Carolina guy. He's playing for
0: the Diamondbacks this year. Yeah. You would think there'd be something in his contract.
1: Yeah, no rodeo.
0: Like if I'm the Diamondbacks and I'm paying him, I'm pretty concerned.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not riding bulls. True. So, that's plus. So, he came in, uh, they
0: took home the biggest paycheck in this contest. Him and his partner roped four steers.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: In 31.36 seconds to pocket the $26,650 cash prize. So,
1: he gets, what he gets for pitching two innings.
0: So, he split that in half. He made a little over 13 grand.
1: It's hilarious. Good for him. I like it. What's Mad Bum doing with that thirteen grand? He's probably letting his buddy have it. He's probably letting the other guy who won have it, right? He's like he, hyper rich. He's like, I got ten years worth of he's chewing like, tobacco. I get the buckle and you get the cash. <laughs> right? They get they get belt buckles when they win these things? Yeah.
0: I think we need to bring back little Tex. Maybe little tex does rodeo. <laughs> What do you think,
1: rodeo clown?
0: Me and Bilbo, we've talked about Little Tex making a comeback. There, there's rumors.
1: Where's Little Tex going?
0: Okay, oh okay, okay, okay.
1: Said no spoilers.
0: Yeah, I won't, cause cause we got we got we got a hot we got a few hot ideas, uh, for Little Tex to make a comeback. So the last thing I want to discuss, Prano, Major League Baseball, and I don't know how they're gonna handle this, but. The Astros in an early preseason, uh, not preseason, spring training game.
1: Signs were taken away. So fucking dumb. Now, now here's my. Now thing. Now you're not like people are being people are being punished for being upset at the Astros more than the Astros are being punished. So here's my. Rob th- Manfred, you're a dick.
0: Well, here's my thing. But Bef- before we say that, most ballparks do have a no sign policy. I will say. So I know I looked up Dodger Stadium out of curiosity. You just, that's always been their policy.
1: No signs whatsoever. No signs.
0: You can't bring signs in. So if that was the policy, then they're just...
1: Enforcing the regular policy. But I've also seen clips, aren't they like... They weren't bad signs. Aren't, Look. Aren't guys like getting like told to sit down or whatever for just like yelling at the players? This was the sign. What does that say? Houston asterisk. It's a, it's It says Houston and it has an
0: asterisk sign with an S. Now they share a ballpark with the Nationals, right? And and this was the first game, and the signs were taken away. I just, I agree with you. Now, now baseball, you're already walking on thin ice. If you start
1: taking away signs, if that's the rule, that's the rule. But like, uh, but don't I? I if we start hearing about guys getting kicked out of ballparks for saying cheater, whatever, chanting stuff, blah blah blah, then. Then we're gonna have a real situation on our hands. But we already have a real situation on our hands, which is why we're getting a fucking GoFundMe to start paying people's fines. Yeah. And paying people's tickets if they if they get thrown out of ballparks. So I looked the up The Houston Astros defense fund. So like this is the this is the Dodgers
0: policy. Because I wanted to look it up. The Dodgers policy is no signs. Also same thing, which you probably already would have known. No profanity. like sure. Like if you're swearing right. and saying obscene things, they can kick you out, which is completely understandable. Which is
1: what I said when people asked what we should chant at the Astros. Don't swear because, first of all, you get thrown out. Also, this kid's around. Just be creative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I just hope baseball is smart enough, and they probably aren't. We're already seeing it. Again, if there was already this rule, fine. You're enforcing the rule. But – This isn't going anywhere. I've watched. Have you watched a lot of the clips? I've watched a lot of the clips of the games. Yeah. The heckles. They've been been pretty funny. I have zero sympathy for the Astros players. Yeah, how could you?
1: That's why we're starting this GoFundMe. I'm so stoked about this. You're for real. I'm for real.
0: We'll start a GoFundMe when the show ends. Yes. And we'll
1: have that link available. Yeah. Support players that want to drill the Astros. Gotcha. Or any fines incurred for being... You know, taking it out on the Astros. I love it. Yeah.
0: Now, can you do that? Does anybody, like, can you do
1: just, uh in a way, a never-ending GoFundMe? I don't know. We can set a goal. We set a goal of $500,000, you know, fifty ten dollars 10000
0: fines. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that Australian kid who got bullied, they raised, like, half a million dollars. Yeah. I'm not comparing this to that,
1: but. I am. I'm, I mean, how much money did that kid need? We gotta pay multiple fines here. <laughs> I hope that kid shares some of his funds with us. Yeah, we talked to Brad Williams about that. Yeah, how many times can this kid go to Disneyland? A lot for five hundred grand. Yeah. Now they said they were giving it to uh, anti-bullying campaigns and stuff like that. But that was wild how that played out. Yeah.
0: People were claiming he was eighteen.
1: Yeah. People are gonna make claims about us when we start this GoFundMe.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Maybe uh, people will say, "Hey, that went towards a new couch." Yeah. Maybe it we- will. Maybe they will go towards uh, pizza slice at
1: Costco. Pizza slice at the pizza place across the street where they're nine dollars, six ninety five. Ridiculous for a slice of pepperoni. I'll burn that place down.
0: Can I? Can I? Can I reveal Nick? Can I reveal my idea for that at least? Do what you want. I feel like you don't want me to.
2: That's well, it's fine. It's, it's all you. It's up
1: to you. Reveal it, so we can get out of here. Because I'm about to pass out. I want to. They're opening a pizza
0: place across the street. And they want to charge 4.95 for a slice of, not one of they are 4.95 for a slice of cheese, 6.95 for a slice of pepperoni on their opening day, which is March 2nd. I t- said to Nick, it'd be funny if I bought a bunch of Costco pizzas, set up a stand right next to where they're selling these ridiculously high-priced slices I of think pizza. This is awesome. Have Nick film it and me sell slices of Costco pizza for a dollar. Yeah. Or give them out for free.
1: Yeah, no, sell them. Sell them like what is a what is a Pie of Costco cost at least
0: seven ninety five
1: for eight slices, I mean eight massive slices, yeah,
0: it's like an extra large yeah. pizza,
1: so sell them for a dollar and and just you know the battle against pizza's gentrification, yeah, don't let your neighborhood get gentrified by shithead pizza places, eight dollar slices of pepperoni, ridiculous, ridiculous, two slices of pizza. And a can of soda, five dollars. That's New York, that's standard. What it, like, if you're if you're pricing your shit and much higher than that, you're just an asshole. Yeah. You are. You're just an asshole. You really are. Just trying to take advantage of you. Seven ninety dollars six ninety five. Get the fuck out of here. Nonsense. I love it. i love your idea. I'll come and I'll buy a bunch of pizza.
0: Love it. We'll do it. All right, guys, that's the show. We made it through. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheDirtySports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow me at AndyRuther. Follow Joe at Fix Your Life on Twitter and at Joe Prano on Instagram.
1: Yeah, follow me while you still can. I'm on my last leg here.
0: Literally. Yeah. The Xbox is here. Nick has been crushing the NBA 2K game.
2: Add half of a chub on Xbox Live. I've been playing with my boy, Matt Olstein and Steve. Love to play with some more dirt balls.
0: Half of a chub. That's your username
2: with spaces. Half space of space a space chub.
1: Is there one b or two b's in chub?
0: One b in chub. Okay. All right, guys. That's the show. Have a great weekend. Turn on those notifications. You never know. We might go live. Until then, love you guys, and most importantly, stay dirty.